Hey, how's it going? It's Frick. I'm, uh, I'm out here taking a little walk. It's six in the morning. My fifth day back on the show. No one else is awake except birds. Lots of birds. Really active. I'm looking out over this big field skirted by trees. And this field had a nice big bonfire in it last night. That was pretty cool. Um, the bonfire really warmed up this chilly air out here. And um, a lot of people were out there gathered around. It was like, I guess, the first big kind of social night for the circus staff, in a way. It was not organized. It was just like somebody just started it and everybody showed up. And I didn't hang out there that long. I was kind of tired um, and not really connecting. It's hard to connect to people right now for me. And especially then to try to do it like in the dark, you know, it's like somehow even harder. Um, and that's that's kind of been the tone of the last 24 hours here as I've felt a little disconnected because I just, you know, I'm in a weird position coming in as a new person who's not a new person. The fact that I worked here a number of years ago um, makes people less curious about me and makes me less curious about them in some way. And... Um, my job isn't clear. My responsibility is not clear. It's not clear who wants to be my boss here. Certainly people are happy to see me. I mean, I get nothing but smiles and, you know, people ask me how I'm doing and what I'm doing. Um, but it's happening slowly right now. And I've, I guess I've always thought that that's good. Take your time making friends, but um, feels weird. I feel out of place. Sometimes. There's been some good and bad in all this, though. You know, and I think um, yesterday was a hard day because of the work. And I really got a sense that uh, no one's comfortable telling me what to do. And what needs to be done right now is starting to emerge as... Well, there's some of this work of writing this music for this circus that um, isn't totally happening to the satisfaction of the directors and it isn't happening on deadline. Not all of it, not, not even a lot of it, but there's some areas of the show, about 15 minutes of show, that seem to be a little bit of a problem. And there's this natural kind of a deflection, there's this people just look over at me, their heads swing over at me because I've scored this show three or four times. I've scored some other shows. And um, the guy who is doing the scoring is very capable. He's a very good musician, really, and he's writing some great music. But I'm, I'm a more senior composer with more experience, in, especially in circuses and especially in this circus. There's a kind of a natural plan B mentality. Oh, Frick will bail this out somehow, He'll correct this. And, and that's wonderful and not so wonderful at the same time because, um, you know, it just feels like, oh, toes will be stepped on or, you know, that's the thing. There's also this question of the fact that there's someone whom they're paying a lot of money to do this task. I won't be paid anything to do it. And I will not be given credit anywhere. 
like in the program or anything like that. And more importantly, I guess, underlying those two things is that there is like respect, the issue of respect for the work. It seems like, on the one hand, that I'm highly regarded here to the point that they know instinctively, a lot of people here know, I can jump in and do this, make the situation better, make it a better show. They know that, but at the same time, there's another message being sent, you know, and so I guess I've thought about it for the last 24 hours, and I guess the right thing to do is the thing that's best for the show. The thing that I'll feel best about at the end of this tour when I look back and say, well, what did I do? What did I accomplish? What choices did I make? The thing that will make me happy is to say, ah, I just did it. I just wrote the music. I, I was a ghostwriter. I wrote it. No one knows I wrote it. I didn't get paid for it. Um, no one thanked me, you know. And it was forgotten by anyone except for me. I think that's the thing I'll feel better about. So I'm getting some clarity about this, and I don't know what's going to happen. The fact is that, like, I, I could, I could finish talking to you, and I go in the big top right now, and sit down at the keyboard and write this music for the clown acts, and, but I could show it to someone, and it might not get approved anyways. It might get discarded, just like we might just put us right back where we are, and, um, I mean that would feel kind of awful too. That's a risk I'm taking with my own emotions, I guess. I should keep that in check. Uh, but that is a summary of the negative stuff that I'm experiencing over these first couple of days. The positive stuff, on balance, is much stronger. And I think I can describe that. I'm getting to watch a process from a different perspective right now. And for many years, I've seen this process of writing music for circuses from the inside. And it's a process with a great deal of difficulty. There is the time burden of creating an hour and a half of music in just a few weeks and making it work. The sheer problem of writing good music and appropriate music music that excites an audience and excites the performers and excites the directors and takes the show to a new level and carries the story and the arc of the show is, is a huge problem that very few people will ever successfully solve. The time limit is a hard thing. The difficulty of, of the collaborative stress, the fact that there is a couple of creative directors that you answer to and act people who have opinions about the music your own opinions, musicians, standers by. I mean, a lot of people seem to think that they need to be satisfied with your music. And that um, can slow down this process of getting to the right music and getting the right amount of it. It can really create a lot of resistance. And it's easy to just swirl into a dark hole of not sleeping much, not eating much, not doing anything but writing music, just being, just disappearing from the circus essentially, becoming a hermit inside of the circus trying to crank out this music. It's something I've done again and again and again, and, I, and I'm, I'm getting a perspective on this that 
uh, is informing what I'll do next time, which is that I, I will not do that. We'll find a way to stay engaged and see the circus for what it is and what it's becoming. And um, I don't know how I'll manage the time. Maybe I'm just a faster writer now. Maybe I'll have to be. Maybe it'll work out somehow that the writing will actually be accomplished in less time if I'm taking in this energy from the circus. It's a balance that I'm beginning to appreciate that I never did before. And that is a huge advantage from being in the position that I'm in right now. Which is that I can watch somebody else go through this from very close by. I'm seizing the opportunity to talk to him a lot and support him in a way that I've never received. So that's the first really good thing that's going on right now. The second really good thing that's going on right now is that I'm watching the, my peers in the circus world, one of the most well-loved living clowns, is here teaching these young children the art of clowning. And actually there's two, there's two guys here um, who I've known since the 80s, since I've worked in circus, both of them. And they're masterful at what they do. And it's amazing to see them come and give this to kids. And there's a lot of other coaches here who are passing the torch to this generation of kids. And it is really beautiful to watch this happen. And these kids are so talented. They deserve this. And it's being given to them. And it's a beautiful gift to see. And the kids look so excited and happy. They are having the time of their lives. Alright, I think I'm all talked out. Circus Podcast. If you want to shoot me an email, it's frick at frickincircus.com. I'll see you down the road.